Okay, guys, welcome back to the Multidimensional Journey podcast. Welcome back to the YouTube channel. Thank you guys so much for being here. And uh, my name is Aya. I'm your host today. And today we have an awesome guest. I'm going to do her intro and then we're going to dive a little bit more deeper into who this wonderful gem is. Her name is Barrett Perlman. She's a psychedelic breakthrough coach and healing guide who helps individuals break through into the next evolution of themselves while intentionally using psychedelics. Formerly a professional wakeboarder, stuntwoman, and TV producer, and Barrett, this is how we met, also hosts the Modern Hippie Podcast. So welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's a joy to be on your show now. You're on mine, which is how we met. Yes, and I'm I'm super excited to to get into all the things today. Uh, Barrett and I were just like chatting away about um, some of her travel plans for the summer and her work with different plant medicines. And I was like, we need to get recording. This is so much juiciness here. Um, so I just wanted to start off, and maybe we can talk about you know for the audience and just for some nice beginning conversation. Um, I know the way that we connected was a lot through both of our, um, our love, I guess we could say, or I could say of psychedelics and plant medicines. And, um, I've heard your origin story on other podcasts and I, I think it's really deep and, and beautiful. And, um, so I'd love if you'd be open to like sharing what brought you to psychedelics and plant medicines, um, and what started that, that journey for you. I would love to share because I am so, so incredibly passionate about psychedelics. Mushrooms saved my life about seven years ago mm-hmm. at a time when, um, through my whole life, I really struggled with a deep, somewhat inexplicable depression. Yeah. And it always seemed to culminate in relationships and essentially really a lack of self-love. And so even though my, well, I guess that was kind of the night my spiritual awakening started as well. I was, I was already into a little bit of meditation. Um, but this particular night, I was just ready to no longer exist. And mm. I knew I had these mushrooms and I hadn't, hadn't had mushrooms in well over 10 years at that point and thought, well, I'll take these mushrooms. The guy I bought them off of said, you know, everyone says, don't look yourself in the mirror, but the key is go look yourself in the mirror. And so I thought, what the heck? I'll take these mushrooms. And if nothing changes, I can take myself yeah. out. And I, I took the mushrooms and sat with them and I was kind of trying to learn to see auras at the time. And I had a book about it. And I was, so I went in the mirror and I thought I would try to see my aura. And as I relaxed my eyes, looking in the mirror, I still can't see auras just for the record, but as I (laughs) relaxed my eyes, looking in the mirror, it was kind of like when you look at those 3d images, those 3d books, those, and you kind of relax your eyes in a way and the image pops out at you. Mm. And I relaxed my eyes and all of a sudden realized my two eyes had become one in the middle of my forehead. And I'm now staring relaxed into this eye in the middle of my forehead and all of this information starts coming at me all of these beautiful images and there's all of a sudden a a consciousness there that says you need to love yourself and I'm like this is odd um I I guess as I'm sitting here thinking about it I don't know how to love myself and the consciousness you know I was in my bathroom and my dog was there in his dog bed chilling and my consciousness goes okay let's sit down on the floor and you're going to sit with Apollo my dog and you're going to fill with the love that you feel for Apollo. Fill with wow. it. Like, like send it, feel it. Because he's at that time, still to this day, the being I love more than anything in the entire world. Wow. And I filled with it, filled with it, filled with it. And the consciousness was like, keep filling. Keep, like, you're going to burst. Let's burst you to tears. You look filled wow. so wow. big. 
and I filled with it. And then all of a sudden the consciousness dropped a mirror between my dog and I, and what I was projecting towards my dog got bounced back on me. And I immediately felt all of that love directed at myself. Wow. And it changed on a dime, my entire wow. energetics. It burst me open with love for myself that I had never felt before. Wow. And so that, I mean, I was high off that experience for two months. You couldn't bring my amount of self-love and joy to be existing in the world down. There was no touching it. And wow. so obviously I did not kill myself and went, holy shit, what's going on with these mushrooms? Does yeah. everyone else know that they can do this? Like, does, do, do people know? And I've always had a, an inkling towards magic my whole life, towards respecting plants and nature, towards um, the mystical. And so I really leaned into what was that message? Who was that from? Yeah, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And from there on out, I went, I think I need to do more of these mushrooms. Yeah. And so I started taking them at home by myself. And, you know, my friends kind of thought I was crazy. They were like, you're gonna have a bad trip. You're, you know, mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. I think these are good. And I would literally take like an eighth of mushrooms, crawl into my bed and lay there and wait to see what would happen. Wow. Yeah. And um, only years later did I discover that that was actually, you know, like Terrence yeah, yeah. preferred way of taking mm -hmm, mushrooms mm -hmm. is take them, put a blindfold on and, and go within. Yeah. Yeah. And so I really stumbled through mushrooms by myself, making all of these discoveries that I later learned would have been just public knowledge that I just done a bit of Googling. Totally. And in doing so, I got to have these incredible experiences, like the full gamut of what people would call a bad trip that is much better labeled as a challenging one, where I spent the entire time crying. Yeah, I yeah. spent the entire time not having this beautiful mystical experience that I thought was what I wanted and needed to get me back on track, but mm -hmm. that I could later mm -hmm. see was exactly what I needed, exactly what I needed mm -hmm. to confront. And so I began yeah. reframing and reshaping all of these stories I had built up in my head that now from a perspective of love was changing my whole worldview and it was wow. changing my relationships and it was most importantly changing my relationship with myself. Yeah, yeah. And so then I began trying to share that with people and I had a very specific process and I had discovered things that, you know, clearly scientists also ended up discovering as well. Like the music is really important. Music without words is really important. Um, so, mm -hmm. so that the music can't really take control of your trip and guide you. Right. And um, so I just became so passionate about this. And so few of my friends were open to experiencing what I was experiencing, but I was like, forget it. This is changing my life and I've got to lean into this. And so that's kind of my origin story with, with mushrooms. Mm, yeah. So deep and beautiful. So so this was, what was, what's the timeline of all of this? Where are we at in the, in the, in the space, so to speak? Um, in the Barrett universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Seven years ago, I was a, wow. a TV producer. Mm -hmm. And I think at that time I was, I may have been making, uh, may have been a senior producer for Snapchat and wow. so kind of in between producing content for Fox. And then I left Snapchat and did another show for MTV before I ended up like starting my own company. So it was post wakeboarding, being a professional wow. wakeboarder. It was really, for the most part, post being a stunt woman. And then I was into being a television producer. And I kind of had this breakup that really triggered me to just believe all of these awful things about myself. Mm. And I went, you know what? If I'm so awful, then I'm done. Like, yeah, yeah, I have totally. To suffer through every day. Like, and people yeah. are like, don't, don't talk about killing yourself. Don't do that. And it's like, you're not the one who's living my suffering. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so I really resonate with people who, carry that because to simply say, don't do that. You're too special. is like, cool. Great. Thanks. You're not the one in so much pain every day. Right. Right. 
Like no one really wants to feel that. No one wants right, to carry totally. that. Absolutely. And so yeah, it began to radically transform my life. And um, eventually I, I got into then massage therapy and energy healing and really discovered that because I'm um, after this mushroom journey, I had a snowboard accident, maybe like a year oh. later that um, gave me injury induced asthma. And so I was really in and out of urgent care in the ER for a few months and I wasn't able to work. And I kind of came to this crossroads of the television industry really doesn't have boundaries. You don't get to have personal boundaries. You don't get to have a lot of time for self-care. I was mm. working oftentimes wow. I would work six days a week, 12 hours a day at minimum if I was wow. on the road with a show. And um, it mm. just gave me anxiety to go back to that. Yeah, yeah. I had started my own company that wasn't really working out. I'd shot a documentary and, you know, ran out of money and was like, okay, I either go back to work for a network and have no life or I figure something else out. And then I was quickly falling behind on rent. And so mm. I had a neighbor who ran a massage studio and, um, you know, I had been trained in massage previously. And so I quickly went to work for him and was like, holy shit, this, I'm helping people. This mm. is great. And I'm working less and I'm making about as much money. And eventually started my own company where then I was like, oh, now I'm working even less than I'm making great money and I'm helping people. And it gave me that opportunity to develop that, that shamanism and that energy healing within myself to really lean into um, a practice that I call intuitive deep tissue massage. So really listening to a client's body through my fingertips, through my energy fields and moving at the speed of trust. Mm. And so having to listen to their body too, is that touch too much? Is that touch not enough? If I push a little harder, do they tense? really mm. paying deep attention to their bodies and listening. And yeah, eventually then like my clients really started to resonate. I would start talking more and more about mushrooms and mm. um, I had people request to do mushrooms with me. And so then I was sort of facilitating ceremonies privately and um, eventually wow. was like, I, I should really get trained in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's what brought me to Hamilton Souther. Wow. And so I'm so grateful now for him oh, wow. to be really learning about holding that space and yeah. discovering it's also something that's come naturally to me. Like since I met him in the last six months, I've had like my first shamanic battle. Um, oh. I've been equipped with tools now from my guides and things to help manipulate other people's energies to really open them up and allow for that love and to combat the darkness inside of them. Wow. It's, it's rad. So it's just brown, like led me down a whole rabbit hole now of combining all of the things I do into this psychedelic breakthrough coaching. Wow. I work with clients um, currently one-on-one I'm launching my first group program in August yes yeah especially in the the one-on-one when we get in-person time they also get energy healing and they really get that intricate energy mm. exchange that comes in a breakthrough ceremony so we can yeah. dive into those blockages open them up and allow them to rise to the next evolution of themselves wow wow, wow, wow. A lot. yeah beautiful thank you so much for I love how you took us on your journey which you know, so the, what was the, the year, I guess, for some reason, I don't know why I'm kind of like stuck on that in my head. What was the year that you took those mushrooms? 2016. 2016. Okay. It's another parallel we got to talk about because that's oh, when that, right? do tell. <laughs> yeah. Well, Barrett and I were talking about how psychics were the initiators for ayahuasca. So, so the audience knows before we hopped on the podcast. So 2016 is, is when I met the psychic, but anyway, oh. so yeah. And then um, and I don't know if you see it like this, but when I listen to you, I'm like, that sounds like an initiation. That sounds like a full blown, like it's not, what do they call it? It wasn't covert, meaning explicit. It was very like 
overt, like here's an implicit initiation. And like, you had a choice, like you could have not took them. Right. Mm -hmm. But you were like, I guess maybe that's what I'm curious about. Curious about what was your mindset? It's like, this guy gives me the mushrooms. Yeah. Maybe a little more detail. Sure. I, I was so sad over my Mm. breakup. Um, I was so sad at what, and, and I'm actually still friends with this, this guy to this day. Um, but I was so disappointed in the person I had become by the end as well. And I had a lot of struggles with Mm. alcohol and alcohol. If I got drunk, you never knew which version of Barrett you were going to get. Sure. And you know, there is this version of Barrett who has three DUIs and there's this version Mm. of Barrett who loves to hit things when she gets drunk or not necessarily like the the awful combination of having been a pro athlete in an adrenaline sport, learning Muay Thai, Um. becoming a stunt person who play fights for fun and then being out with adults who don't want to be hit. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Yeah. An awful combination a lot of times. And my boyfriend didn't like it. And, you know, I I did something really embarrassing out one night at an important place in Hollywood. And um, he was just like, I'm done. Like, I can't want a girlfriend like this, like you're out of control. You're all these things. And I was so broken because that wasn't my narrative about myself. And I think I had not been willing to really dive into what that side of me that was coming out on alcohol really was. And that was all of my lack of self-love just burst wide open. All of the, the person inside of me who felt completely unaccepted by society, who felt like I constantly had to try and prove my enoughness and didn't have a tribe. I just, I was so lonely and I prided myself on being a lone wolf who bounced around from friend group to friend group. And Mm. I I was so broken. And so I had seen my, I'd seen my drug dealer. Yeah. Yeah. Something else I was taking, you know, I was, I think I was buying Adderall off market at the time or something and, uh, or maybe MDMA because I actually, I hippie flipped on that first one. So I mm-hmm. did, I took MDMA and mushrooms at the same time. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I, I really am grateful that I did that because, um, you know, I think the MDMA had that full force, no going totally. back. It's going to be a positive loving experience. Um, and I was on antidepressants at the time. So I, I told my therapist about it a couple of days later and he lost his shit. He was like, you did what? You could have had serotonin toxicity syndrome. Like, and, and I, I was like, what? I'm fine. Like I'm superhuman. Um, but now totally. as a responsible facilitator, I'm like, oh, sure. Jesus Christ. Like I could have had serotonin toxicity syndrome like big time. Like sure. don't, don't combine the two. Um, and so I just was so sad. And I had thought about suicide my whole life. The first time I wanted to kill myself, I was eight years old. And wow. So having thought about it, thought about it and thought about it so many times, I was like, I'm just, I'm exhausted, yeah. I'm exhausted by it. And I mean, I even messaged my best friend that night and I said, here's my mom's phone number. Here's the password to all my accounts. Wow. I'm going to take these mushrooms, see if something happens. And if not, then I'm out and I love you. Wow. Wow. And so, yeah, I was, I was really there. And, um, I don't know. I, I had just heard that something magical happens on mushrooms. I just really felt that call. And it was like, well, I, I have them in my possession. Why don't I just try them? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just try them. I haven't, hadn't taken them at that point since I was like 20 years old. So it had been, yeah, over 10 years. Um, oh, wow. What is my math on that? It had been about 10 years. Sure. Sure. So I'm, I'm so grateful 
uh, yeah. the mushrooms came in at that point and really opened up this trajectory for me. And in hindsight, when I zoom out, I yeah. zoom out to the full length of my life, um, mushrooms have just been such a driving force my entire life. Like totally. before magical ones, I was obsessed with regular ones. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, my, my favorite food, my mom makes this mushroom pasta. She and I can both agree on putting as many mushrooms into any food as possible. Um, I even went on a cruise ship one time and they had like a mushroom dish every single meal. And I got my waiter to like have that turned into an entree for me every single day. (laughs) So like my obsession with the fungi was real. Mm. And it seems so appropriate now to have gotten that message from the magical ones. And fast forward to October of 2022, and I'm sitting with ayahuasca for the fourth time onwards. Um, I think this might've been sit number has seven or eight with Hamilton in Iquito, uh, outside of Iquitos. And it's our last night in a, a week-long ceremony and the mushrooms came to me and we're like, it is your life person, purpose yeah, to yeah. share us, to share the magic of mushrooms with the world. And as long as you follow this path, we will catch you everywhere you want to stop, everywhere you want to step. And so stop stressing about the hows, stop stressing about the survival and the security and surrender to this path and share the message and share the medicine and we'll catch you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's been a, a journey. And ever since October, I was like, okay, I guess I really need to lean into sure the psychedelics. Like I, I had sort of come out in that May before I started talking about psychedelics really publicly. Yeah. Like, you know, I can't like look at people like, um, Dennis McKenna yeah. and yeah, Ian McCall and, you know, everyone's out there talking about it. No one's getting arrested for talking about doing psychedelics. Like I'm in, let's right. talk about it. Yeah. And so then fast forward from May to October, I have that download and I'm like, okay, this is the way forwards. And, and now I'm here embodying the full transition into helping others utilize psychedelics intentionally to have these massive breakthroughs like I did and step into that next evolution of themselves. So like I did, they can discover yeah. self-love and acceptance and how to navigate in a world that's that's filled with more joy, more happiness, that's filled with compassion and empathy and filled with how to coexist with each other. And I think that's a lot of what psychedelics bring to the table is that connection to everyone and everything, that realization that we are all one. And so when I know that you are me and I am you, that really changes our relationship. That's going to be goosebumps. Yeah. And so I, I'm so excited to share that with other people and help them also discover that there's this abounding love they can be a part of. Yeah. Abounding. Um, I'll share with you. I got a message today from one of my, my long-term clients yeah. mm-hmm. and he, um, you know, we had a few months off from seeing each other and, and things got out of alignment for him. And he came to me again uh, about two weeks ago for a big mushroom energy healing sure. session. And he was struggling, um, had fallen out of alignment. His ex-wife wanted to move back in who treated him like shit. He just wanted companionship. He had lost his job. He had, his parents had gone in the hospital and he, now that his parents were okay, he had turned down all these other jobs to take care of his parents. And he was like, I'm just I'm depressed every day. I'm sad. I don't know what to do. And he came to me and we really unlocked a lot of things in his mental mm. state that day, including, you know, if you knew tomorrow that you were going to get the call, what would you do differently today? Yeah. Like, how would you be spending all of these days off and all this free time instead of sitting in the house pouting about how are you going to make your whole life work? What would you have been doing to fuel your fire? 
mm-hmm, and to mm-hmm. get into alignment and to right. still be living, knowing right. the universe takes care. And I checked in with him today and I, I checked in with him a couple of weeks ago and said, you know, how's everything going? He's like, I'm so excited to create my dream life. And I'm so in such gratitude and checked in with him again today. And he said, you'll never believe it. But the mm. day after our session, I got three phone calls with job offers. And one of them was the yes. dream yeah. <laughs> And he's like, and I met someone and I told the ex yeah. like, she's not going to move in to co- ha- uh, cohabitate. And he's like, I just, I literally can't believe it. You've brought me back into it so much alignment. I'm like, I didn't do it. You, you did it to yourself, but together and also sure. paired with psychedelics, we were just in that state to really open and receive the messages and to embrace them and to enact upon them. Wow. That message came through today and it just lights me up about the work we do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I wanted to just like, thank you for so much your vulnerability for, for sharing your story, you know, um, just such a beautiful share. And, and, you know, like, as we were talking about earlier, that it sounds like your experiences that you've gone through in your life, which I find this very common with people in your position, have really prepared you to do exactly what you just did with your student or your client. Like you were able to connect with them on that level because of your experience. And you were able to also provide them with the tools because in a way you're like, yeah, I know this flavor, been here before, I know what's up you know, and, um, it's like a really cool feeling, you know, it just sounded like you guys get to celebrate that together. And, um, that sounds awesome. Um, yeah, thank you. I mean, there's, there's a, to do this work is amazing. And yeah, I like how we're all in our little community together. Um, I'm trying to think what direction to go. So I guess what's coming up is like, yeah, take us into a ceremony with Barrett, you know, and the mushroom. And I don't know, would you be down to, to like, take us into a peak? Like, what would that be like in terms of preparation? Me ingesting, I guess maybe I'm, I want to go do ceremony or something. I'm ingesting psilocybin and then like coming out, like what, what happens? So my ceremonies specifically are really focused on getting clients to a a breakthrough state. And so we have a a call beforehand where we talk a lot about um, what it is that they're working on, what's going on for them, where their biggest issues are, what they're identifying as their biggest blockages. Um, And and this is specific to just sort of like a one-off ceremony for someone, what I'm describing now. Sure. Um, But then I'll also, you know, have them not eat for four hours ahead of time and have them really spend the day beforehand grounding and we set intentions and we also go into intention refinement. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people tend to come to the table with really elaborate intentions. Um, I want to forgive my mother and release my inner child from the jail I've put her on because of this one thing. Mm. And it's like, okay, that sounds wonderful. And that may take more than one session, but like, let's, let's keep it realistic. Right. Yeah. Let's let's refine that. Like if that comes to fruition, what is the emotion that you'll then have because that happened? And we really start to dive into the emotions that they're looking to achieve, which often tend to be something like freedom, acceptance, Mm -hmm. self-love. And so I'm like, okay, now that's something we can really work on delivering within a ceremony. I like that. We're still going to address perhaps your inner child and perhaps your mother, but what you're really seeking is self-love. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so we, we bless the mushrooms. We call upon their spirit to be with us. We call upon our spirit guides to be with us. We fortify the space to protect us and ask the mushrooms to hold us and carry us and guide us lovingly to show us what we can handle and wow. take them. And then I guide my clients in with a grounding meditation to really get them in a state of, of peace and connection and focus and love. Mm-hmm. And then as the mushrooms kind of rise up, we are in that space. And for me, it becomes about listening to what's coming up for them and leaning into mm-hmm. their experience. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's um, immediately we're in singing bowls and we're doing some sound therapy and I'm doing a, a little bit of energy healing along with that. But then I really get into conversations with my clients about yeah. what is that thing that's bothering you? Take me deeper. What are you, now that you're in this mushroom space, what are you noticing that you didn't notice before? What does that trigger tell you? And as they begin to talk and this discover and dive deeper, um, my specialty really lies in taking that information and helping them sculpt new thoughts with it mm. to essentially reprogram their belief systems. Wow. And so, yeah, it tends to be like, like a lot of therapy in one. Yeah, thing. yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're talking to them while they're in the mushroom space. Yeah. So I, wow. I do also invite them to have alone time as well. Sure, so, sure. Um, you know, like, Hey, now I'm going to uh, usually write as we lead in with the meditation. I let them stay as deep in as they can, you know, for 30 minutes or so, but um, especially yeah, totally. when they're really there to work on a breakthrough, it's, it's about the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So I have clients kind of all over the place from um, like couples therapy wow. to business breakthroughs. Um, wow. A client uh, about a month ago who was nervous around sending a text requesting for help to connect him with some with a big celebrity who was looking basically for him and for his help, and wow. had a, a mutual friend in common. And I was like, "Why have you not? Why have you not asked that person to send a message to them on your behalf? Like he's literally looking for you. You're not asking for anything out of the ordinary." Um, and so helping like empower him to step into his own confidence in what he does. And to oh. send those messages, which we did in the session. And um, yeah, and then, you know, sometimes there's notes involved and I'll follow up with, here's an outline of what we did, especially if it's very business focused, here's what you're going to do moving yeah, forward. Yeah. Here, here are the core concepts to think about. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So awesome. It's just so, I'm so intrigued by the, um, I, like I could, I could visualize it so clearly, just like seeing the whole process and um, talking to them. And I, I, I like really saw this deep parallel between like your first experience and like how you reframed everything with the mushrooms. And so it's like, mm-hmm. it's like that magic is inside of you and you're like a little wizard and you know, like how to do it in the mushroom space. Is that an accurate reflection? Yes. Or am I totally crazy. Okay, cool. But, I <laughs> yeah, mean, that's like, you. that's, yeah, that's, I mean, like, that's, you know, what, what are the ethnogenic communication and spirit of these plants is really unique and signature. And what I've noticed with people, it's really unique, um, to them, like what they're like, here's your mission and here's how you're going to do it. And like, here we go. Mm. And so it's like, just how you've delivered that, you know, your Dharma is like, it's pretty, I mean, with precision, it really sounds with precision. It's incredible. Thank you. Thank you for seeing that because yeah, I did, you know, when the mushrooms came to me in October and we're like, you have to share this. Um, I was like, cool, I'm going to become a shaman and I'm going to facilitate these group ceremonies. And I guess that's the mission, right? And as I kept trying to lean into that and I facilitated ceremonies for larger groups, albeit still private, um, I 
and I love holding that space. But to me, it was such a bummer that the more people there are, I can't talk to them now. You know, that's really, now they need to have their own meditative experiences. Yeah, 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 yeah. And those are beautiful and those are super important. And I'm also happy to support people by being there for them while they do that and break it up with conversations. But yeah, especially in the last um, six months, it just came to me that, no, this is something really specific I have to offer. Yeah, yeah. And I just I have to lean into that. Wow. 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 Really, really amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I'm curious. Um, my Some of my podcast questions were like, you know, your most challenging experience and your most mm. like, like transformative, mind-blowing experience. So I'll let you choose which one do you kind of want to go into first? Oh boy. Um, my most challenging experience happened recently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, maybe a month ago on Farmawaska, which is the- Just tell of- us. <laughs> For starters, I don't recommend it. I don't, don't do it. Don't do it yet. Wow. You heard it here, guys. She went in for us. She was brave. She did the psychonaut thing. <laughs> um, it's when you take an MAOI. So um, I took Harmaline as a powder. Okay. And then about 45 minutes later, you orally ingest DMT. Okay. And it makes for an extremely long DMT experience. So okay. whereas when you smoke it, it lasts like 10 to 20 minutes kind of thing. Totally. Um in taking it this way, it's sort of like the pharmacy version of ayahuasca. So pharma wasca. Interesting. Yes. Um, and I had tried it twice before and I hadn't gotten the combination right to really even have an experience. Yeah. And so this third time, um, I went back on Reddit and was reading about the dosages and the, the previous time I had taken 50 milligrams of DMT mm-hmm. and I just barely got some visuals where I was like, Oh God, this is not what I had in mind. Um, it's yeah, not yeah. where I find enjoyment in the medicine. So I need to right, take a right. lot more. And I talked to Hamilton as well. And I was like, Hamilton, I took 50, I had a minimal experience. And he was like, what do you think you need to take like 500? And I was like, oh, God, that sounds insane. Yeah. yeah. So I, I went on Reddit and discovered and reading that, oh, they, they actually all hail 300 to 500 as a breakthrough dose. And wow. Went, oh, sh- shit. Okay. Well, I'll take 300. Let's just go big. Like I enjoy large doses. I enjoy breakthrough doses and I enjoy heroic doses. And so I thought, well, just blast me off. Totally. And, um, it was a ride. It, it, it broke me. Um, it came in three stages. The first stage was very much just, it felt like I had smoked DMT. It was very similar to like just a straight DMT without an intelligent, uh, without a plant intelligence mixed with it. Wow. Okay. Uh, um, very overwhelming for my nervous system. Like I was trying to sit up and steer and focus and navigate. Yeah. And yeah. I could barely sit up. I kept, mm. you know, just wanting to have somatic releases and everything was really felt like I was hooked up to electrodes. I was just energized, wow, like wow, wow. energy so much. And that wore off after about 45 minutes and enough to where, you know, my partner was there trip sitting for me and he was kind of drawing my whole experience. And oh, wow. Um, yeah. Cause he's an artist. Yeah, which is yeah, yeah. cool. He's like having AI around, like la, 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 drawing yeah, yeah, yeah. every moment of it. And wow, wow. Um, I was like, okay, it's done. God, it made me feel like I needed to train harder to be able to handle that, to really break through because I knew I should have, I felt like I should have broken through to that space where the geometry stops and the beings are, like the beings are living in their own dimensions. And um, and so we were hanging out then for like an hour and a half. And I was like, I don't feel well. I'm feeling that buzz again. And mm. I closed my eyes and I was like, oh my God, I'm getting visions again. 
Mm. And I went from completely no experience and ramped back up for what I call stage two to a full blown, what felt like ayahuasca experience. Now there was now the majesty of ayahuasca was there and I was having this huge experience. I'm laughing with my dog. I'm crying about some things. I'm working out ideas with my business. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, I mean, I was like at a 10 at that point. And then the dial got turned up even more. And I went into stage, <laughs> stage three, where I started spontaneously vomiting and barely made it into the bathroom, started vomiting all over myself, all over the floor in the darkness, and then just went into this collapse of space-time and started mm. di- dying um, over and over and over. Wow. Almost to, almost to the point where I got my, I was like so close to flagging my partner to be like, please make sure I don't actually die. Um. And it felt like there was one point where I was just, I was laying there and there's nothing worse than like knowing you're covered in your own vomit as well. It's like in my Mm. hair, it's up my nose. It's, and I'm, I'm sitting there just like feeling the veil between existence and non-existence and discovering that there's no difference between existence and Mm non-existence as the sort of Lotus slowly beats and my Bufo facilitators energy came and was kind of walking around me and, and giving me, he has these very strong eyes and very mm-hmm. comforting presence. And so I'm not surprised that I like summoned him to yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. And, and he was just like, it's okay. This is all a part of the process. And I'm like, are you sure? Because I, I'm, I'm dead. No, I'm not dead. 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 And he's like, yes, it's all a part of the process. And I was like, okay. And then I started to become other consciousnesses. Uh, which I had not experienced before. Like I've broken through on DMT and ayahuasca and gone to other dimensions, other planets with other beings. And they just kind of like plopped me down and been like, here, sit and watch what we, this is our life. This is our world. Welcome. Wow. Wow. Um, I actually became other beings and started speaking other languages. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And they got, and then I would, I would like be that. And then I would die. And then I, my consciousness would literally go offline, go black. And then I would come back as something else. And it was getting more primitive and more primitive and more primitive. Um, and every now and then there'd be like a sound that would take all of my vision and crack it like a window, like a glass crack. And I was sure that something really wrong had happened. Um, wow. And so I, I died and died. And finally, I just, it would start me over in a new consciousness. And I got to the point where I, I lacked my own will to live. I was like, I'm over it. Please don't give me this consciousness. I don't have the will to figure out how to navigate this. I'm done. Come back when you got something else. And I would tap out and it would go black. And then it felt like an eternity would go by and then something would pop on the scene and it would be like, like an arcade game of something that didn't make sense. And you could, and I was like, no, I don't want this consciousness either. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you lost my body? Like, have I, I'm done. Right. Like, let me go. Just let me go. And wow. Eventually it uh, wore off. And, um, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've had some challenging experiences in my past and this one took the cake, uh, really took the will to live right out from under me. And what was challenging then was I was, you know, coming out of a really challenging time in my life as well. And was hoping that this pharmawaska journey would be able to help me tap back into my alignment and my power. And in stage two, it did. Like I was leaving stage two, being a boss in my business, having figured out some yeah, things yeah. with some clients I was pitching. And, and then stage three completely broke me. And yeah, yeah. Um, 
It's the only time I've ever just been sobbing in tears for days afterwards. And I just sure. like my partner, I couldn't, I couldn't get up. He had to help me up and to help me take my clothes off so I could get in the shower, like to get all the vomit. I actually didn't have that much vomit on me. I was, I was on day five of a juice cleanse yeah, or day yeah. six or something. And so reluctantly there was like nothing, there'd been nothing in my stomach for days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was rough. And I'm very grateful. I have a lot of friends who are in the integration space and in the psychedelic space. And totally, I had a lot of very well-educated people to talk to and share my experience with um, right. quick, quickly. After. Yeah, yeah, totally. And um, really helped me see something I didn't really get perspective on for about a week or two was that the parts of me that were dying and dying and dying were parts of me that were taking up space that weren't allowing for me to really step into my true power. Mm-hmm. And it was at the time when I fully kind of put the kibosh on my massage business and I'm fully stepping into coaching full-time. Sure. And there just wasn't space right. for me to embody all of that in my power and for these parts to come with me. And so that it had to kill off so much. So much of me actually had to die and wow. it was painful to experience and it was disruptive to experience, but what I got to step into after that. Yeah. Yeah. Worth it all. Absolutely. Totally. Worth it. Yes. Hats off to you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for educating me and listeners about formal Mosca. And I mean, you definitely weren't joking. Like I've, I felt like, you know, it must be really visual today. I don't know what's going on, but I, I felt like I saw a play by play and I was like, I could like very um, empathic to it all. And I'm just like, fuck that's I, yeah. I mean, towards mm-hmm. the end, it's just like, I was like <laughs> I'm fucking done. Can you quit? Like, yeah. And I could only imagine, um, you know, cause it's just like emotionally, mentally, physically, it's a lot, these experiences. So I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. And I'm so like spot on to that integration, you know, and being able to talk to people immediately afterwards. And like, that sounds um really solid. The, the true capital B bar at coming through and like all the other parts and like, okay, time for new job descriptions. We're not doing this anymore, you know? So good for yeah. you. And it was good because I was so scared to let those parts of me up. You know, I built sure. a six-figure six figure massage business. And, wow. um, you know, I had a couple clients here and there in the past, but um, as my my biggest client really came to an end, I was like, okay, I, I don't want to do massage anymore. I want to step yeah. fully into this future as, as a coach and working with people with psychedelics. And I've been leaning into it and, um, you know, had another channeler give me a message in January that was like, what's coming is going to require you to surrender harder than you've ever surrendered before. And Mm. you will only be able to get through this if you surrender. And I am so grateful for that advice because January through the beginning of June, not even January through mid-May has just been the hardest surrender of my life. Yeah. Um, (laughs) coming back from Peru in October, I was like on cloud nine, you had asked about, um, the most, I think, most incredible yeah, experience amazing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So that was in October. Wow. On ayahuasca with Hamilton on ceremony number four Got on it. a retreat in Peru. That was the night that I felt like I stepped into my superhuman powers. That was the night I had the conversation with mushrooms. That wow. was the night where I realized I could read yeah. fields around people. I could do so much. And I immediately, my um, uh, ayahuasca uh, reactivations at night when I slept, 
were trainings for me to learn how to, it felt like I was going through Xavier's school for the exceptionally gifted, like yeah, yeah. being trained how to like not have these superpowers and be invasive and not to just be fucking shit up all. I caused like an earthquake in Lima one night and my dreams just ripping the fabric of time around like I was Spider-Man and then yeah, woke yeah. up and my whole building was shaking. And I was like, uh oh, oh, that's what we were doing in the dream. I'm not supposed to be doing that. Like shit, shit. <laughs> So that was October. I was like the, the holy grail I've kind of hailed as what it's like when you're so stepped into your power and alignment yeah, and totally. medicine has opened up that space for you that you're like, oh, no one's ever going to believe me except for those who've done the medicine. <laughs> right. Yeah. That initiation, that awakening to your power. Mm-hmm. Probably That's like strange. for like the millionth time, but on this like next level, right? Yeah. And part of my journey in this lifetime has been that I think I had a past life where I kind of abused some of that power or didn't put it to my life's purpose. And this lifetime has been, my guides have been so careful to trickle my power to me, to make sure I learn the hard lessons first, to make sure that my heart is in the right place, to make sure that I'm ready to do with it what I'm meant to do with it before they open me up to receive what I'm fully capable of. And so from October on has been this incredible understanding and realization of finally having what I feel like is a strong connection with my higher self. Like I can ask my higher self for advice at any moment of the day now and get this zoomed out, peaceful perspective on my whole life that wow. I've never had that conversation before until wow, wow. last year. And um, yeah, knowing how to lean into the medicine to get answers and also having a deep trust that yeah. even when a journey is as hard as the other one, as right. hard as the farmawaska, um, yeah, there's there's something on the other side of it that was meant for me right now, right now. So they all really lace together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the farm. I, lo- I love your whole journey. I love the whole thing. I found the farmawaska thing pretty, really interesting because I've I've heard of it. I've never I've never sat with it and. Um, that was amazing and everything that happened in Peru and just the whole thing. So I'm just feeling into like, um, you know, kind of as we come to close to the end of our, our podcast journey, at least a uh, journey one, the other journeys in the yeah. future, cause there's more, more to talk about here, obviously. Um, I guess what's, what's coming through is like, as you know, there's, there's just like, um, I'm sure you've experienced this sometimes like, we're, we're in this, like, we're in this crazy time. Like we're in the time of, um, just everything like psychedelics and plant medicines and information. Like you just put the psychedelics aside. Like we have access to information that chat GBT, whatever, I'll drop that. Like, you know, there's just so much, like, it's insane. It's like, it's like insanely amazing. Right. And, um, there's, um, everyone gets to choose how they want to exercise their own, um, dharma. And so, you know, what, what do you feel like is the most important thing as someone who is leading their life of dharma in the psychedelic and plant medicine space? Like, yeah, what do you think is the most important thing in this space to whatever? I'm like, I'm not even like, I don't know how to say it, whether like in terms of what you want to see, what's like the vision for the community or yourself, the community at large or your own community, just, um, I don't know if it doesn't make sense, just let me know. But I thought I'd throw that out there. It was kind of a big question. 
Yeah. What I'd really like to see um, is people leading from a place of love and people leading from a place of experience mm-hmm. and people leading from a place of confidence in their ability to safely and effectively help people navigate their healing journeys. Um, yeah. I don't fully feel, I feel like there's a lot of facilitators that are available to the public because, you know, everyone is still in the United States. We're pretty much all still underground. Um, and I have seen some facilitators who I, I don't know that you would want to emulate their journey right, um, right, right. that you can look at and realize they are not so healed themselves. And what they put out there is not from a place of deep understanding of having done the work. And so I really want to see, you know, worst case, making sure everyone leads from a place of love. That's really what these medicines do is they reconnect us and they open our hearts. And that can be a very vulnerable place for someone, people who are new and and not even new to find themselves in. Um, And so I just, I really want to see responsible leaders that know their own boundaries, that know the medicine inside and out, backwards and forwards. Um, I always compare it to, it's like, for me, psychedelics is like reading this really thick textbook. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you're a witch, like having to read the thick book of shadows and you need to know every single page in it before you can be the most badass version of yourself in the medicine. And, you know, one of the questions I get a lot is why do I do such crazy doses and why do I continue to return back to the medicine as often as I do? And for me, every time I go in, it's like reading another page of that book. Totally. It may not be the chapter I want to read at that time. And it may not be the information I think I need, but there's something in there that I need to know so I can help someone else better on their journey. Yeah. And, you know, like a farmawaska, it might fuck me up temporarily, but there's, because I trust the medicine, because I know the medicine and because I'm on my path, I know that there's a beautiful right. lesson there. And that lesson is going to be bigger than my experience. Mm. It's going to help, help others. And so I really think aside from seeing the love and the responsibility that facilitators should also have a deep depth of understanding of the medicine themselves yeah. so that they can draw those healthy boundaries when they need to, and they can really dive in and facilitate in ways that their clients are going to need them to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Coming from a place of love, respect, safety, experience. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah. What would you like to see more of? Yeah, no, I, I actually like totally agree with you. Um, I think for me, you know, it's um, aside from love and having training, um, just like safety in terms of not re-traumatizing people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's really like a part of my own Dharma walk is that I had 30 plus like incredible ayahuasca experiences under my belt before I went to the jungles of Peru. And I, and like, I'm just like set setting in dosage. Right. And I essentially got dosed too high and mm. ended up getting traumatized in my homeland. Like that's what it felt like, I, you know, and I felt, um, just had disarray and my, my experience has really taught me to dose slowly, you know, to not front load, and to protect my nervous system and to help other people protect their nervous system and to really empower participants in exactly how to do that. So 
we're not giving away our power to a facilitator. We are equals and we're conscious creators together. And we mm-hmm. both have agency and power equally. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's that's like my big, I'm like the poster child for safety in the ayahuasca space for now. I don't, I don't know how long it's going to last. Like, I'm sure your evolution has changed in your journey and like what you've decided to focus on. And um, what happened in Peru two years ago was a very, I didn't ask for that type of initiation, but that's how I came through. And so, and I feel like deeply like connected to that. So I'm really, mm-hmm. like you said, the boundaries work and the safety. Uh, I love what you're what you're talking about with this yeah. being able to, to self-regulate so that you're not reliant on your facilitator. And I think yeah. that's a really powerful thing that as more people are going to the medicine for their first time, and some people are doing ayahuasca as their first medicine. And I have such a deep respect for those people because it was not my first, second or third medicine, mm-hmm. um, but she is, she is the galactic majesty in my eyes. Um, but knowing and having the confidence in like how to breathe through ceremonies yeah. so that you don't start hyperventilating and you don't lose your, you are in control of your nervous system. And right. um, you also touched on boundaries as well. And I recently went to a, a new ceremony and I was so impressed at something the facilitators did, which was they had us all practice um, extending a request to join someone or um, because within the ceremony room, it was a no talking zone no yeah. infiltrating someone else's journey, but you could also go outside. And that was more if you wanted to be in nature or you wanted to talk to people. And so they had us practice before the ceremony started extending request. So may I give you a hug? May I nice. join you? May I touch your hair? Like just like, you know, the ridiculous stuff right. that comes up in ceremony and the person receiving it practiced saying no, no, thank yes. you. Yeah, and yeah. then the person receiving it practiced receiving no, yeah, which yeah. can also be a challenge in that space. And of course. Yeah. I thought that was such a beautiful way to start a big group ceremony and to establish that we are going to be so uber respectful of each other. Here is the bar of what's expected. Practice saying no, practice receiving no, and being at peace with both. Yeah, I think that totally. Yeah, that that would be great. Yeah, to prime the nervous system for Mm -hmm. all the things that come up in these experiences. I mean, yeah, so... That's, that's really great. Yeah. Where was that? If you don't mind sharing. That was in the greater Los Angeles area in Topanga Canyon. Um, cool. like a week, a week after my pharmawaska, I went and I had already signed up for the psilocybin uh, ceremony. Uh huh. Uh huh. And so that's psilocybin mushrooms grown on a substrate that's been infused with 5-MeO-DMT. This is amazing. I've never <laughs> even heard of these things, man. I'm living under a rock. Yeah, they have a whole <laughs> church church for it in Austin, the Church wow. of Salomatoxin. Wow. Um, yeah, and so I had just had that pharmawaska, and I was like, oh man, the last thing I want to do is go take a medicine, but it's a new medicine, and I'm sure there's a reason the universe has aligned it like this. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, it actually, you know, I opted again for, they give you an option to choose your dosing, so a level one, a level two, or a level three. Love that. Um, yeah, I did too. And, um, and so I opted for level three and got a, not what I would consider to be a large dose for me personally was how I was impacted. And it was almost like, should I go ask for more? And I was like, you don't sure. need to have heroic doses every time. <laughs> I was like, this is a blessing from the universe. Fit in this. Sure. Yeah, I had yeah. the most beautiful downloads then of, um, 
connecting with my partner's higher consciousness as I was about to go visit him and riffing on some of the things that had really caused him pain in our relationship up until that point. So I got a chance to work myself out in our relationship so I could show up the way that I needed to when I went to visit. And that was very healing for the both of us then in our visit. And I got a chance to walk around outside afterwards and watch other people interact with nature. Like I, I had still felt just so broken by what was going on in my world. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that, that ceremony really brought me back. I got to watch others play. And so my mind started to play. And Mm -hmm. in that play, I just, my energy completely opened back up and cleared back up. And by the time I left that full day ceremony, I was in my fucking power. (laughs) love it. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm so grateful. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, taking small doses since with clients just to nice. not hit the boundaries. But yeah. It's, so it's, it's beautiful how different people run their ceremonies. And I think it's That's important right. to experience different kinds to see what you like mm-hmm. um, and see what's going to work for you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to have to check that out. I've never even heard of psilocybin 5-MeO. So we'll, we'll, it's another <laughs> rabbit hole. I'll go down with chat GBT, maybe not updated Silo. version. <laughs> yeah. Silomatoxin. Yeah. Um, which was really beautiful. It was really gentle. Um, they sort of described it as she doesn't force you to confront your, mm. your shit. Wow. Kind of not and still play in the medicine. Interesting. Um, I I'm still very new to it. I've had the one experience, but for me, it was very colored with shades of pinks and purples which are not my normal color frequency that I see wow and she was very gentle and very connected and filled with messages that I needed exactly at that time that's amazing I love that yeah um well cool this is this is uh been like way too much fun I'm like thinking um, (laughs) of yes We'll definitely have to do a part two. So definitely tell our audience um, some of the things that you're offering where I'll I'll leave all your links down below for your coaching and how to get in touch with you. But is there anything you would like to let us know about that you got going on? Yes, I am super excited about my group program launching in August. And that is called Awaken Within. It is an eight-week course designed to help you use psychedelics intentionally alongside tapping into your authenticity. So getting in there, uh, discovering where you still hold judgments, forgiving yourself, forgiving others, opening up that heart to self-love. We will have a virtual ceremony as well, where we'll do some of that breakthrough coaching that I've described in my ceremonies. Yeah and help people really tap into their alignment so that they can magnetize that dream life to them and, and allow for life to flow and feel easy instead of hard. Yeah. So I'm super excited about that program and we'll be taking um, applications for it. And yeah, I think registrations will open in the next couple of weeks. Awesome. Just in time when you get back home from Peru. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Cool. And I'll leave the link uh, for that down below for anyone who wants to check that out. Um, and yeah, anything else you want to mention? Um, I also have the applications open for one-on-one clients. I'm very selective about who I work with, but if you are an entrepreneur who's interested in using psychedelics to break through for whatever seems to be blocking you, if that's, um, how to use your time more wisely so that you have more of it, if that's self-love and happiness, um, we can, we can talk about if we're a good fit to make that happen and, Looking forward to bringing more programs out that help people really use psychedelics with intention and discover what that even means. Heck yeah. Yeah. Awesome. 
Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much, Vera. And like I said, everyone, I will leave the links for her programs down below. You can check all that out. And yeah, thanks guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast and the YouTube and we'll see you guys next time.